0: Hello and welcome to another new episode of the Step Over Podcast. Uh, I am Jim Adair. With me as always is Max Rappaport. We are here to do a quick update. uh, The day before the deadline, actually. uh, Because I woke up to news this morning. Max was awake, I assume. I was. On the West Coast. um, Just to lay it out in case somehow you have any interest in listening to this podcast and don't know what we're talking about. I don't know who this imaginary person would be. But uh, the Sixers have traded... Uh, Landry Shamit their own 2020 first round pick protected for lottery protected for three years and then becomes two seconds Uh, the 2021 unprotected heat pick uh, Wilson Chandler and Mike Mascala and the 2021 and 2023 second round picks uh, that were coming from the Pistons uh, for Boba Monjanovic Mike Scott and Tobias Harris so Max, since you were awake when this happened, and I most certainly was not, and woke up to 12 texts, two of which just said, wake up and trade, question uh, mark. Why don't you tell me what, uh, how you found out and, and what your reaction was in real time?
1: So I was sitting on my couch. It was, I think, like 12.30-ish, if I'm remembering correctly, my time. Sounds about uh, West right, West yeah. Coast time. Uh, I was playing Red Dead Redemption. Uh, I was... Uh, bringing the legendary uh, bull alligator that I just <laughs> I just hunted uh, over to the trapper to make some shoes. And mm. uh, I got a call from my brother, and it was like 3 o'clock in the morning on the East Coast. So uh, my first thought was, oh, God, what's happened? Right, but I was yeah. getting a call from him at that time. Uh, and then uh, I actually... I picked up and, uh, before, as I was picking up, I saw that he texted me and I saw the text before he told me and he was just like, what is going on? What are we doing? Uh, so my, my initial, like, I guess I was, it was, it was confusing what was even happening. But then, uh, I think because that was the, the context <laughs> that I, that I was presented the trade is what on earth are we doing? Uh, yeah. my immediate reaction was shock. Uh, when I saw that Landry Shamid and the pick were, were involved. Um, and I think it took me like probably 30 seconds to feel like pretty positive about the trade uh, because I, I love Tobias Harris. I, I we've talked about Tobias Harris before um, I think more in the context of this like imaginary Jimmy Butler if you were going to swap him like who who would make sense? Deal. I, th- I
0: think I think in the life of this podcast, Uh, When it comes to players that had never been Sixers up to today, that like you know, not counting, uh, you know, LeBron James or Kevin Durant or like superstars like that, I'd say Tobias Harris is probably top five most mentioned other players. Yeah, Uh, because we both like him a lot. We've talked to him. We talked to him about uh, free agency in the past uh, as like ideal types of players for the Sixers to have. So yeah, you can continue though.
1: I honestly think Tobias Harris and Boban combined uh, might be more more than any player. Even if they'd like signed LeBron last summer, I think we yeah. talked about Boban and Tobias combined more than LeBron on his own. In more the, than like in the life of the podcast, like
0: most Sixers, I'd say. Yeah,
1: I and thought I, like I made this
0: trade when I saw it this morning in a you know, fog. <laughs> I,
1: no, I, I I'm pretty excited about it. I, th- I think part of it too is, you know, obviously the Sixers mindset for the last season and a half has been to compete now and, and make moves towards that. But it's really just this season and since the Butler trade. And I would even say the Butler trade itself didn't really fall into this category of like selling the future for now, because I yeah. think you were giving up Covington and you were giving up Saric and you know, whatever you think about Dario Robert Covington is like also a win now piece and you were just paying a a one Dario Saric to improve to upgrade him into Jimmy Butler right this is the first time they've dealt future picks and you know young players and tried to to piece together something for for real win now pieces so it's like jarring to see that uh but I think I'm I'm excited because it 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 means that you know they are a contender for the finals like to make the finals this year legitimately and they they might at this point be the favorite in the east which is crazy Yeah, I mean um, we've talked, and, and I think we need to like look at look at the present um, a little bit more than we have. Like I think even if this trade does hurt them in the future, even if uh, I mean you hope you sign, you able to bring back at least Tobias Harris, hopefully Jimmy Butler too. But I think you have to look at like there is real value now for the Sixers in like this season. Like this yeah. this could be the year that they make the finals.
0: Yeah, I think I think the only way, and we have some questions about the trade that I don't think really asked this question flat out, but. Uh, The only way that this move and the Butler move are, like, utter failures is if, one, you don't win the championship this year, which I think is very, very likely that they don't win the title this year, uh, and then they both walk. I think if you show up and, you know, make the conference finals or get close or or make the finals uh, and, like, you you make the conference finals and don't get swept, for example, um, and then you keep one of them, I think both of these trades were worth doing right because say butler walks right or you know we still have a little bit less than 24 hours until the deadline who knows what's gonna happen but say they ride this out they make the conference finals but don't make the finals and butler walks and they're able to maintain harris players who are in free agency now i don't know if there's anybody outside of kevin durant who is immediately better than jimmy butler is in free agency this year but um, they can look at that team and say like I can fill that hole I, I can make this team better with my presence and, I, and we can be right there it's, it's immediately you're immediately a top four team in the NBA when it comes to playoff standings right to, to chances to make the final so I think that's huge alone obviously you want to keep at least one uh, if you want to keep both that's a, a debate we can have over the next you know six months which will be fun that'll be a fun debate <laughs> it's gonna be a fun uh uh remainder of the season and off season. Um but yeah, I mean this is like I understand the trepidation about giving up on Shamet. Um because I like Shamet a lot. I was, you know, card card member of Shamet ever since uh draft night. Uh so I was excited about that. Um But it's the same thing with Covington, I feel like well not necessarily, but like we talked about this before with the Butler trade, like if you were going to make a big deal for a star, Covington was always going to be involved, right? And once that trade was done, once Covington and Dario were both out, your your number of valuable pieces dropped and and the ones that did have actual value became targets for other teams, right? So if a team called the Sixers and say, we want to make a deal for a a, a near all, all-star level level player, I feel like there's no way Shamit wasn't going to be involved because... You know, you could say that Zaire might have more potential, but Zaire is 112 pounds right now and hasn't played. Uh, who, Volts is 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 a, a net nothing right now, and the Miami pick, which I understand people were attached to, but and maybe you want maybe you have a different read on this. But from my understanding, and and from from what it was always talked about is that that pick we acquired that pick not never intending to use it in the draft. That was always going to be a trade mm-hmm. piece. Now. You hope that it picks are weird, especially when they're unprotected and they're a couple of years away, where you know, Miami can completely collapse and fall apart, and that turns into a top one, two, three pick. But you know, right now, there's you have the weight of that as an option, but you also have the chance where you want to get rid of it because, like, who knows? They could turn it around, they can do a couple of key pieces, and all of a sudden it's barely a lottery pick the way the Kings are this year, right? You see that right now. So I think it's you know, people think saying it's an overpay and if it's a pure rental and they don't go anywhere this year then yeah it's an overpay but on face value I think it's it's a very good deal for the Sixers
1: yeah I, I think the, going the just specifically about the Miami pick I think that pick has been and I'm, I'm kind of surprised because I don't think it's just Sixers fans like I was listening to the, the Woj and Low draft show or whatever uh, right before we went on and they referred to it as the most valuable asset in the like pick asset in the league right now mm-hmm. and Probably, if you discount, like, the Knicks' current first-round pick, it's probably more right. valuable than that. But, you know, if you're talking about owned by other teams, it's like, I don't know if I really believe that. Like, you know, the one, the high school age got pushed. You know, the, there was a thought that was going to happen for the 2021 draft, which would obviously make that more valuable. It looks like that'll actually happen in 2022. Uh There's also the fact that it's Miami. Like, if, if this were a similar pick from a team in a similar position and that team were the Orlando magic, I would feel better. It's the Miami heat. And you know, I don't think that they're going to be, you know, a top playoff team by that point. Um, but they could certainly be 500. They could certainly do what the Kings have done this year. Um, so I, I guess I look at it and I'm actually most upset about giving up Shamit more, more than the pick, even though the, the pick is, is, you know, uh, objectively more valuable i just i'm kind of happy you know this is silver lining stuff but i am kind of happy that we don't have to uh watch the miami heat go out and sign a bunch of middling you know free agents that that summer before and feel shitty about it because it sucks like the the imagine if the sixers had the kings pick right now how pissed we'd be that they're 28 and 25 when the preseason projections had them last in in the power rankings like it just it you just never know yeah um i I, going back to i guess what you were saying about about the trade itself though um i agree that i think bringing back tobias harris is the thing like you can't give up this future value he's 26 i think he's um right now not as good as jimmy butler is as a player but i feel much better about throwing a bunch of money at tobias harris than i do throwing that same money at jimmy butler just because i think tobias harris will will be more valuable over the length of that contract than Jimmy Baller. And he, I think he fits better with with Embiid and Simmons um, and yep. is easier to build around. Uh, the thing that, that we should talk about, unless you have something else you wanted to add, uh, it, I think it's really interesting what this allows them to do. And Derek Bodner broke it down really well um, in one of his articles today about what they can do in, in free agency now um, yeah. bringing, keeping Tobias Harris because he has a low cap hold uh, waiting to sign him last, and if Jimmy walks, or you trade him in the next 24 hours, or um, you plan on bringing him back, but try to sign some other guys first, if you know, if you think you can get Kyrie or Kawhi or whatever, that they have the ability at this point, uh, depending on what they do with Fultz, to offer a full max in addition yeah. to Simmons and Bead uh, and Tobias Harris on the roster, if you just let Jimmy walk or, get or right. trade him.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's huge, and because. You know, with this deal, I think the first idea was that, like, all right, well, you know, the days of adding a, a Max guy are, are now over, which, if you keep them all, then yeah. But, yeah, that's that's huge. And, you know, the, the Phillies, who have, you know, baseball free agency, is absolutely bonkers and nothing's happening. But uh, John Middleton said about going out and getting Machado or Harper or both that the Phillies are w- willing to spend stupid money, and it seems like the Sixers are actually willing to do that. Um apparently i'm not a season ticket holder so i didn't get the email but apparently after the trade was announced today they they upped prices um and so i'm not gonna worry about elton brand spending josh harris's money that's not my concern i don't care about them going into the tax i don't care about any of that stuff that is not my concern i don't have to balance their checkbook so uh if they're willing to spend it then i am all on board with them spending it put it that way um now we do have a bunch of questions that are all just about the trade I mean, we want to keep it relatively short today, so we want to just dive right into, right into these here.
1: Let's let's do it. All right. The sooner, uh, the sooner we finish the pod, the sooner they'll trademark out faults.
0: That's very true. Uh, we can get to that in just one second because there's a, there's a question <laughs> about that. Uh, uh, Chris Manara uh, at Topher4 asked, uh, any buyout candidates you would like to see the Sixers target? Now, as we were talking, uh, Woj and Lowe were just on TV. Um, and it seems like Wayne Ellington is going to be a buyout, uh, which is an opportunity there. Uh, Wes Matthews is being talked about. Um, they're the two biggest names I'm seeing right now that would work with this team. Uh, but again, you know, we have the deadlines tomorrow and then you have the 48 hours after that, which is really when all the other stuff happens. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think, I think either one of those two guys would be a great addition. Um, but I think for, I'd be happy with either, but, uh, for the rest of it, you'll, I think you'll see some surprises and some other things, but. Uh, personally, I, I'm all on board with going after one or both of those guys.
1: Yeah, I would love to get both. I mean, I, I think probably my ideal is getting West Matthews. I think Wayne Ellington's great, though. If you could get him, yeah. Um, I just I wish both those guys played different positions. But uh, yeah, I know. I do think getting Boban actually really limits. We, we've talked uh, specifically about the Sixers needing just like a big ass body, mm-hmm. uh, and they went and got the no, biggest one. There is the bigger, the biggest ass body in the league. Yeah, Boban Marjanovic. Uh, so I think they're pretty set there. I mean, it'd be nice to get, you know, I think the, the need for someone like Dwayne Dedman probably isn't there, but if you get right. someone who's like a four or five, maybe you can shoot a little bit. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm describing Mike Muscala right now, <laughs> uh, who I'm very happy. I don't have to watch play for the Sixers anymore. It's so fucking frustrating. Uh, yeah. But, you know, maybe Amir Johnson could be that guy. I'm, I'm just thinking about like if Embiid missed a few games, you're not. I mean, I guess you start Boban at that point, but yeah. they could also do some interesting things with, you know, if they, their lineup so big. They could probably just play a small lineup without him. But I think the the real need at this point is like an improvement at point guard, backup point mm-hmm. guard. Uh, that's assuming Fultz is either not on the team or not going to play or not part yeah. of the rotation. Non-functional. Um, sure. Non-functional. And, and and a wing. And if that wing is West West Matthews or or. Um, Wayne Ellington, I think that's awesome. So I would say, yeah. in addition to that, if you could get, like, a stretch big and, you know, uh, I don't know who that point guard is. Um, mm-hmm. I'd love, like, I, I don't think you're going to get Jeremy Lin because I think they're, they're trying to trade him. But if you could get right. someone like Jeremy Lin, uh, if he got bought out, that would be perfect.
0: Yeah. Uh, Fernando, Jedi Fernando 57 asked, if the Rockets came to you with four firsts for Butler, would you do it? Uh, jeopardizing this season for future. And I looked at it, and I, I wouldn't. Solely because uh, you got to think if you if you trade Jimmy Butler to Houston, then they're probably going to try to keep him around long term. Mm-hmm. Houston currently owns nobody's first round pick except for their own. So if you're trading in the Houston, you're giving him to a team that has, at the very least, most likely for the next for the years that the picks would be involved, at least two of the four picks. You're trying to get a first round pick off of a team that has James Harden and Jimmy Butler. And those are not going to be very good picks. And I have no uh, illusions about, about Houston somehow falling apart and, and bottoming out and stuff like that. So I think they'd just be four very bad picks. Uh, you can always package them into something to get, like, move up a little bit, but I just don't think those picks have very much value.
1: Agreed. Unless unless they own – I haven't looked at their, their uh, owed picks, but if they own the rights to anyone else's pick that seems they valuable. They don't. Yeah, no. I don't really have any interest in that. Also, I think – If I was going to trade Butler, it would be for, um, it'd be for an expiring now of similar value not of similar value in terms of player, but someone who is helpful, useful this season, uh, Someone like a Wes Matthews, if, if he were on the Rockets, right? Like someone who's making more money than they should, uh, yeah. but is like actually of some value to the Sixers this season. And then picks that like might turn into something or young players on right. smaller deals, like a John Collins kind of player from the, yeah. from the Hawks. Uh, but yeah, just, just a bunch of picks with nothing else back doesn't really do it for me.
0: Yeah. Uh, at bad name, one, two, three, four. Again, great handles all around. <laughs> Uh, asked, would Orlando do a Fultz for Ross deal? Maybe add that, add that second round pick we got from Toronto. Uh, right before we came on to Woj and Lowe, were basically, I, from what I hear on Twitter, at least, we're talking like Markel Fultz at Sixers Days are over. They mentioned Orlando and I think Atlanta as as teams that have been talking to the Sixers about him. Um, I like Terrence Ross. I've liked Terrence Ross for a very long time. And that is because I looked it up today. Terrence Ross is a 37% career three point shooter uh 48% against the Sixers. <laughs> Jesus. So Christ. just just for the sole fact that you won't have to face him in the playoffs no matter where he ends up, I would take Terrence Ross on the Sixers. I
1: feel like it's the same thing. It's a like Boban and Wayne Ellington. I feel like Wayne Ellington kicks our ass too. Yeah. It's like if you could just, and Tobias Harris killed us earlier yeah. this yeah. year yeah. he just smoked us. So like yeah, I always love getting guys who if we could get uh is it Jeremy Pargo? Is that who was it who just like Kicked our ass every time. Some, like, you know, forgettable point guard. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's it might, it, might any forgettable point guard. Ish Smith always
0: kicks our ass. Uh, um, no, go yeah,
1: so I, I was going to say that, uh, you know, I'm less interested in a Terrence Ross trade just because I think between Ellington and Wes Matthews, um, I'm fairly confident they're going to get one of those two guys potentially. Mm-hmm. So if, if they can do that, I just don't think it's worth going out and getting another pure shooting guard and trading anything of value for that if you think you can get one for free and i think he's worse than those two players
0: yeah i agree um Uh, booby styles asked how would you guys feel about a sixers team with tobias harris as a third option and magically undone butler trade i mean i think i mean i'm not gonna say he's a better player but i like tobias harris more so i would be fine with that however um I think if that was the case, just knowing what we know about what Elton Brand is doing and has done, I don't think that Dario especially would be long for this team after this year anyway. So I anything mean, magically undoing that trade doesn't magically undo Elton thinking about moving guys. So yeah, um, I know that's kind of cheating the answer, but that's how I feel.
1: <laughs> I, I would magically, if this were possible, this isn't the question. I would love to take some combination of what they gave up for Jimmy Butler and what they gave up for Tobias Harris, like maybe it's, maybe it's, uh, Dario and Covington plus that Miami pick and you keep Shamit or something and get just Tobias like that. That's maybe, maybe what I'm interested in. Uh, but if you're just talking about being able to get Dario and, and, and Covington back, I I think with Tobias Harris on the roster, I don't know. I, they are different players, Covington Mm -hmm. and, and Harris, but I think, uh, I think Harris gives you a lot of the spot-up shooting and yeah. length and all that and switchability. And I think Dario's been a disappointment uh, this season, and I think his value's dropped a lot. So I don't even know if you'd get as much for him in the future or like how much he'd really be contributing.
0: Yeah. Uh, Gustavo Vasseli asked, if the Sixers won last night, do you think the Sixers pulled the trigger on Harris? Uh, I say yeah solely because, one, I mean, it's very unlikely that the trade came together in the two and a half hours between the end of the
1: game and when the trade happened. So you don't believe that it was that fan bullying uh, <laughs> Elden Brand from the crowd telling him to make a trade? No. Uh, and I also,
0: it's just that you're going to, if, if the idea is that Toronto is in your way, right, which they are, uh, mm-hmm. one win against them doesn't do anything because you've still lost them this year and one win last night would have made you one in 12 career against Kawhi Leonard. So that one win doesn't do a ton. So I think it's definitely well, done. Well, it and I would like too, to, yeah.
1: It came out too. I forget if this was from like Pompey's reporting or or somebody tweeted it, but uh, where apparently the deal had been in the works for I think like three or four months, like basically since the start of the season. I think it may yeah. be even predating the Jimmy Butler trade. Yeah.
0: But at least uh, around
1: the Jimmy Butler trade.
0: I got a couple more. I know we, we're trying to end it. Well, you have a hard out, but... uh, uh, some time. At PhillyAJZ, Adam asked... Could the Sixers sign Wilson Chandler if he is bought out, or is there a rule against that? The answer is there is a rule against that. I looked it up because I knew it was, <coughs> I knew you couldn't do that, but I didn't know what the actual rule was. And essentially, uh, it's for collusion purposes. Uh, I believe it was Jerry Stackhouse's fault because uh, there was a story about him being involved in a trade just to match salaries and then being like, I'm just going to have 30 days off because it used to be you get traded, get bought out, you can sign back to the other team 30 days later. Um, but. The only way they could re-sign Wilson Chandler is if now he were traded to someone else and then bought out. Otherwise, since it's in the middle of the, the season, they cannot re-sign him until off-season. And if you make a trade in the off-season, the same rule applies until the next off-season. Just so everyone is aware, yeah. it's one of the one of the many rules in the 600-plus page CBA.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's probably a good rule too because teams would really just spam that, where they would swap two yeah, exactly. players of similar value, and then they just like like uh, was it was it Derek Fisher who that happened to where he just like like I feel like that happened to him like a few times or there's something weird with Derek Fisher. I think thing, it was
0: Jason Kidd, maybe Jason Kidd. Yeah, yeah. And and there was they, they, the the version of this which it's, they call it the Peyton rule as well. The earlier version of this would basically just get bought out and go back to the same team. Um Ian Collis asked, Is there a player with a bigger chip on their shoulder than Emir Predzlik? Traded seven times before even stepping on an NBA court. Uh, How many times won- has he been traded? Seven. Wow. His rights, yeah. Uh old is he? He's thirty one. <laughs> he's coming over, baby. Uh I looked it up. He has let me see if I can find my tweet that I made about it. Give me one second. Because before then he
1: looks like a combination, the one that, of what he, who he looks like a combination of.
0: <laughs> no, not that. Not even that one. Uh, he okay. Here it was it was John so, Gonzalez and, and Mike and Levin, Michael Levin. which he does uh, look exactly like that. <laughs> so before he was even drafted, his the pick was traded a couple of times. So the pick that became him and then his foreign rights have been owned by, uh, in reverse order: Sixers, Raptors, Pacers, Mavericks, Wizards, Cavaliers, Suns, Magic, and your Seattle SuperSonics. So. Wow. Uh, He's just got a couple more trades and he can be technically a member of half of the league that'd be great for him just I don't know on a, on a plaque somewhere maybe yeah interesting um, I tried to sort these out by not liking tweets that weren't questions and then I got distracted and liked a bunch of tweets that were that's questions. what I always do yeah yeah like I liked your tweet of a picture of President Franklin Pierce uh, that was a good one um Let me see here. Here's Eric. Yeah, right. So here's.
1: Oh, go ahead. No, I, I was okay. gonna. I was gonna ch- change topics to talk about Franklin Pierce. But but go ahead. Keep it <laughs> okay. on the topic.
0: Here's here's one that's not a question, uh, but I want to get your input on it. So uh, uh, Darian, uh, who we both know on Twitter at dma 706 uh-huh. tweeted, "Yeah, I think it's time. I'm ready to transcend into delusional fan. Do
1: you think it is delusional fan time, just yet? Delusional fan time, as in like we." Uh, I think we're going to sign KD this summer. we are going to win the chip, sign everybody, is coming a dynasty, back. He's gonna dynasty, yeah, everything, yeah. everything. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah it's It's time.
0: delusional fan time. It's time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This is the,
0: or welcome to the moment. <laughs> yeah, this is, it's finally the moment, everybody. <laughs> in years in the making, and it's just, it feels so good that it is finally the moment. It's just great. We lived for this. We've been waiting for this for so long. All those graphics with Michael Carter Williams. I think Henry Simmons might have been on one at one point. We watched Lexi Sved play
1: basketball to get to this moment. The moment itself. There was a wild tweet. Um, I forget who it was. I, I retweeted it, uh, but someone earlier today. I'll, I'll pull it up. Because I don't, yeah, it was Jake. It was Jake Hyman. Uh, tweeted the Sixers starting lineup from February eighth, two thousand seventeen. So just two years ago. Two, yeah. The starting the starting lineup two years ago was T.J. McConnell, Gerald Henderson, Robert Covington, arison Oliazova, and Jaleel Okafor. Yeah. The starting the projected starting lineup, uh, the same date two years from then, which is uh tomorrow or the day mm-hmm. after tomorrow. Uh, Ben Simmons, J.J. Redick, Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid. Yeah. Trust the damn process.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is a good day, and who knows what happens tomorrow. Uh, but this is a very good day. I'm, I'm having a lot of enjoyment. I walked to work very quickly today without even realizing it. Left my apartment later than usual. Got to work 10 minutes earlier than I usually do. Wow. <laughs> Shave some real time off that walk. Real skipping your step. Whew. No idea how. Listen to King of Wishful Thinking on repeat for a good 25 minutes. I was having a great morning.
1: We have any other uh, questions?
0: No, I think that's pretty much all I got.
1: Well, you know, we didn't really talk. I hate to to end on a sour note. But we didn't really talk about Markel Foltz. Uh, no, we didn't. Who will most certainly be traded in the next? Well, when are you going to post this podcast? In like an hour or two. So probably I'm posting 10 this podcast. To,
0: I'm posting this in four days. Yeah, just to uh, just to to, to to the trade doesn't happen. I'm holding it out till after the deadline
1: well how do you at this point uh, does it change your calculus i guess is uh, maybe this is the angle we can talk about because we've talked this to death because uh, it does for me but I'm, I'm curious for you if the addition of tobias harris this flexibility that they now have of being able to uh let jimmy butler walk potentially in free agency or at least explore other options knowing that if markel fultz is not on the on the uh, books, or if they're able to deal him uh, next summer, which I think they would be able to if they just wanted to give him away to pre up the space, you would be able to sign any max level player, the full max, ten plus years, you know, of experience. Um, you basically you have without Jimmy Butler, you have thirty million dollars to spend next summer. That's not including Jimmy Butler. Uh, without Markel Fultz, you have almost forty. You have like thirty nine point eight. Yeah. Um, so enough to 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 uh, to do a max deal. So I guess the question is, does that change your calculation for what you hope they do with Marco Fultz at this deadline? Um, I don't know. Or next summer even, if he hasn't played.
0: I didn't even really think about what my hopes were for Fultz at this deadline anyway, because as we talked in the last pod like two days ago when I said like I, I just imagine a bunch of small moves and no big moves and we got a big move immediately because this podcast is a goddamn curse uh, but yeah, so I, don't, I didn't really have time to think about what I expect from Fultz out of this deadline. But I think right now, looking at this team they're constructing, I would say now is probably the time to move him. But at the same time, I don't, I don't know what his value is. So like if you move him now, like what are you even getting back? However, unless he comes back is his college self with the team being win now, pay all these guys, go for it. He's not worth the money that he's on the books for next year on this roster. For somebody else, I'm sure he is, but I just don't think to this team he is. So I put it this way: I, I if if this if this Tobias Harris trade didn't happen, and even if the Butler trade didn't happen, and they traded Fultz to the deadline, I'd be like fifteen percent surprised. That number is now at like two. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. I'd also at all. be.
1: I think you'd also be more okay with it, right? Like, yeah, oh, like for a sure. Trade, a trade for where you're getting, where you're giving up Markel Fultz and bringing back, you know, um, Prince from the Hawks and like a pick or you know whatever it is, yeah. like is more acceptable if you think you have a chance to make the finals this year. And and yeah. the difference between Fultz and a player that you're getting back in a trade, in addition to some future value, is going yeah. to actually make you better right now. so, yeah, so you, I think I think that matters more now.
0: Yeah, the deals you have made. Have now, for better or worse, made it so that the team's timeline no longer lines up with Markel Fultz's timeline. Yeah. So, and like, like, yeah, keeping him would be, it would behoove them to keep him just to see what he turns into if he di- wasn't on the books for a number one overall pick salary. Because then you're coming if you're if you're gunning for the finals or for a championship, you could use that eight and a half to ten million dollars. Uh, on that's, someone that's who, the who comes in and plays like that or even if you overpay somebody a little bit because right now Markel Fultz is not playing so that's a, you're getting zero That's a zero dollar evaluation on what he's doing and for that reason well, that, I'm out
1: <laughs> well that that's the reality of it uh, too is like you look at their roster now and now that they don't have Chandler they don't have uh, Mascala on the books other than J.J. Reddick, who I think is worth his contract and who you you need, you can't just, I don't think they should deal him unless you were packaging him with Fultz to get, you know, another star or something, which I don't think will happen. But mm-hmm. uh, unless you were doing something like that, you don't really have any other flexibility. And and J.J. Reddick's off the books. Once we get past Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, there is no ability to to use his contract to bring anything back. So Foltz is really the only flexibility you have because you're not trading Embiid, you're not trading Simmons. Everyone else other than Harris and and Jimmy Butler are making $3 million or less. So, you know, there's, it's really, he's your last piece, which maybe is an argument for, for keeping him, seeing if he turns into something at the end of the year or how he looks over the summer. And then if you get to July and you're like, we have the flexibility or the ability to like go sign Kyrie if we just, move Fultz's contract, maybe you do that, and you let Jimmy walk, and you go, you know, I I think there's, there's, I'm definitely totally fine with the sunk cost of whatever you gave up for Jimmy Butler, Um, if someone else who you think is better, or a better fit, is available in free agency, go do that instead, like, at this Mm -hmm. point, it doesn't matter what you gave up for Jimmy Butler, uh, you were just looking at the $30 million you have to spend, or 39 if they get rid of faults, to spend this summer, and how can you best spend that moving forward? And if that's Jimmy Butler, great. If it's someone other than Jimmy Butler, that's also great.
0: Yep. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I think that's all we got. One last piece of, of important basketball news before we get off. Steve Blake has joined the Big 3 draft pool, everyone. So, wow. if, you miss, if you miss some Steve Blake in your life.
1: Was that a Woj bomb?
0: <laughs> no, it was Woj a... It's it's the big 3 is pin tweet.
1: The the biggest fake out uh, Woj alert. <laughs> yeah. I love when Woj retweets like random bullshit about like high oh my school God. basketball Look, on, on the on trade deadline day.
0: I know this is like rude as hell to say cuz just like I don't give a shit about his podcast, man. Stop telling me about it when I'm waiting for trade news. Don't li- and like don't retweet people talking about a trade you just tweeted. I got alerts on Woj. God. Also a lot of people fell for a fake Shams yesterday. That's what that's what tweet alerts are for. Put them on for Woj and Shams, you won't get fooled by a fake person anymore.
1: I don't know how anyone gets fooled by a fake person in in 2019.
0: Yeah, I know.
1: I guess it's like if you see it quote tweeted and the person who quote tweets it's legit, but like how does that first person get get punked?
0: punked? Never trust a quote tweeter, man. Never. Like like every time there's a trade deadline or uh, free agency time someone's quote tweeting shit from four years ago trying to trick you into thinking it's happening now never trust a quote tweeter and that's your lesson for today so i think that's all we got is that is that cool max
1: yeah and i think i we might be back tomorrow or friday if if something crazy happens uh yeah i mean we'll probably so do some... something soon after Harris. at least harris's first game we'll do something that weekend or early next week to talk about yeah. how that's going or yeah you know, i think maybe sooner if they, if they do something big
0: yeah at the very least we'll be back early to mid next week maybe as soon as 20 some hours from now who knows but thanks for listening as always uh, and we'll talk to you next time all right see ya